Story two of The Water Ghost and Others by John Kendrick Bangs. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Story two The Spectre Cook of Bangletop. Part four. Terwilliger's time was almost up. The hour for his interview with the Spectre Cook of Bangletop was hardly forty eight hours distant, and he was well nigh distracted. No solution of the problem seemed possible since the Earl had so peremptorily declined to fall in with his plan. He was glad the Earl had done so, for otherwise he would have been denied the tremendous satisfaction which the consummation of an alliance between his own and one of the oldest and noblest houses of England was about to give him, not to mention the commercial phase of the situation which had been so potent a factor in bringing the engagement about. For Ariadne had said yes to the Earl that same night, and the betrothal was shortly to be announced. It would have been announced at once, only the Earl felt that he should break the news himself first to his mother, the Countess, an operation which he dreaded, and for which he believed some eight or ten weeks of time were necessary. "'What is the matter, Judson?' mrs terwilliger asked finally her husband was growing so careworn of aspect uh, nothing my dear n nothing but there is something judson and as your wife i demand to know what it is perhaps i can help you and then mr terwilliger broke down and told the whole story to mrs terwilliger omitting no detail stopping only to bring that worthy lady too on the half-dozen or more occasions when her emotions were too strong for her nerves causing her to swoon when he had quite done she looked him reproachfully in the eye and said that if he had told her the truth instead of deceiving her on the night of the spectral visitation he might have been spared all his trouble for you know judson she said I have made a study of the art of acquiring titles. Since I read the story of the girl who started in life as an innkeeper's daughter and died a duchess by Elizabeth Harley Hicks of Salem, and realized how one might be lowly born and yet rise to lofty heights, it has been my dearest wish that my girls might become noble women, and at times, Judson, I have even hoped that you might yet become a duke great scott ejaculated terwilliger that would be awful hankinson duke of terwilliger why molly i'd never be able to hold up my head in shoe circles with a name on me like that is there nothing in the world but shoes judson asked his wife seriously you'll find shoes are the foundation upon which society stands chuckled terwilliger in return you are never serious returned mrs terwilliger but now you must be you are coping with the supernatural now i have discovered continued the lady that there are three methods by which titles are acquired birth marriage and uh, purchase you forget the fourth achievement suggested terwilliger not these days judson it used to be so but it is not so now now the spectre hasn't birth we can't get any living duke to marry her dead dukes are hard to find so there's nothing to do but to buy her a title but where in italy you can get em by the dozen 
Every hand organ grinder in America grinds away in the hope of going back to Italy and purchasing a title. Why can't you do the same? Me? Me grind a hand organ in America? cried Hankinson. No, no. Purchase a dukedom. I don't want a dukedom. I want a duchessdom. That's all right. Buy the title, give it to the cook, and let her marry some spectre of her own rank. She can give him the title, and there you are. Good scheme, cried Terwilliger. But I say, Molly, don't you think it would be better to get her to bring the spectre over here, and have me give him the title, and then let him marry her here? No, I don't. If you give it to him first, the chances are he would go back on his bargain. He'd say that, being a duke, he couldn't marry a cook. "'You have a large mind, Molly,' said Terwilliger. "'I know men,' snapped Mrs. Terwilliger. And so it happened. Hankinson Judson Terwilliger applied by wire to the authorities in Rome for all the right, title, and interest in one dukedom, free from encumbrances, irrevocable, and duly witnessed by the proper dignitaries of the Italian government, and at the second interview with the spectre cook of Bangletop, he was able to show her a cablegram received from the Eternal City, stating that the papers would be sent upon receipt of the applicant's cheque for one hundred lira. "'How much is that?' asked the ghost. "'One hundred lira?' returned Terwilliger, repeating the sum to gain time to think. He was himself surprised at the cheapness of the duchy, and he was afraid that if the ghost knew its real value she would decline to take it. One hundred lira, why, that's about uh, seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars, a hundred and fifty thousand pounds. They charge high for their titles, he added, blushing slightly. Pretty high, returned the ghost, but I can't be a duke, you know. I'll I manage that. Hankinson explained his wife's scheme to the spectre. "'That's elegant,' said she. "'I've loved a butler of the Bangletops for nigh on two hundred years, but somehow or other he's kept shy of me. This'll fix him. But I say, Mr. Terwilliger, his one of them Italian dukes as good as a English one?' "'Every bit,' said Terwilliger. "'A duke's a duke the world over. Don't you know the lines of Burns? A duke's a duke for all that?' "'Never heard of him,' replied the ghost. "'Well, you look him up when you get settled down at home. He was a smart man here, and if his ghost does him justice, you'll be mighty glad to know him,' Terwilliger answered. And thus was Bangletop Hall delivered of its uncanny visitor. The ducal appointment, entitling its owner to call himself Duke of Cavalcadi, was received in due time, and handed over to the curse of the kitchen, who immediately disappeared, and permanently, from the haunts that had known her for so long and so disadvantageously. Bangletop Hall is now the home of a happy family, to whom all are devoted, and from whose menage no cook has ever been known to depart, save for natural causes, despite all that has gone before. Ariadne has become a Countess of Mugley, and Mrs. Terwilliger is content with her Judson, whom, however, she occasionally calls Duke of Cavalcadi, claiming that he is the representative of that ancient and noble family on earth. 
As for Judson, he always smiles when his wife calls him Duke, but denies the titular impeachment, for he is on good terms with his landlord, whose admiration for his tenant's wholly unexpected ability to retain his cook causes him to regard him as a supernatural being, and therefore worthy of a Bangletop's regard. All of which, Terwilliger says to Mrs. Terwilliger, might not be so, my dear, were I really the Duke for I honestly believe that if there is a feud of long-standing anywhere in the universe, it is between the noble families of Bangletop and Cavalcadi over on the other shore. End of Story 2, Part 4